0: sweet sweet jamaica and this episode of what good we are talking everything about emancipation day independence and of course we've got some amazing stories Welcome to another episode of What Good? On this week's episode, we have some big things happening. This is the first week of August and there is so much going on. So let's talk about August 1st. August 1st, also known as Emancipation Day. And in Jamaica, big things happen. Of course, it is a public holiday, but it is a part of a week-long celebration, which also includes Independence Day on August the 6th. And somewhere in there around August the 3rd is my birthday. <laughs> hey, hey. All right. So let's get down to the little bit of the details of what Emancipation Day means. Well, we know that it is a public holiday in Jamaica and a part of a week-long celebration. So Emancipation day is really the day that slavery was officially abolished so the abolition of slavery act 1833 abolished slavery throughout the british empire however it didn't actually take force until august 1st 1834 and even with that it was only slaves that were under the age of six that were considered free Slaves that were older than the age of six were, uh, redesignated as apprentices until um slavery was completely uh abolished or emancipation was fully d- completed on July the thirty first, eighteen thirty eight. So in Jamaica, there is um a statue that was built. It's called Eman- Emancipation Park, and it is located in Kingston. So we're gonna go directly to. August the 6th, which is Independence Day in Jamaica. And that is a very big celebration. And of course, that celebration includes so much. Of course, you know, we Jamaicans love to party. We love to celebrate and we love to show our pride. So, of course, everybody's wearing their Jamaican colors and um, celebrating the independence of Jamaica. So the independence of Jamaica came into effect on August the 6th, 1962, following 300 years being under British control. This year, Jamaica is celebrating 58 years of independence. So let's get on with the episode so that I can share you all of the nuances of Jamaica, as well as some great stories. Let's talk about the tourist aspects of Jamaica. Jamaica is known to be the birthplace of reggae music, Bob marley, the world's fastest sprinters, of course, Blue Mountain Coffee, Red Stripe Beer, Jamaican rum, beautiful beaches, jerk dishes, luxurious, inclusive resorts, and of course, majestic waterfalls. Jamaica has a beauty that is just so impactful. For those of you who um, have been back to Jamaica or traveled to Jamaica on a regular basis, it's just something when you get off of the plane, step onto the ground and look up. It's like the air is different. All of the stresses that you're carrying seems to just lift off your shoulders when you step off of the plane. That is just my experience. Let's get on and talk about the national symbols that Jamaica has. Of course, we are all aware of the Jamaican flag with its black, green, and gold colors. Anybody who has ever met a Jamaican and was unsure knew right away because Jamaicans always wear these colors boldly. They also have a national tree. The national tree is called the Blue Mahoe. You can find them across the island. The national flower is called the Ningdom Vitae and it is a short tree with beautiful purple-blue flowers as well as bright orange fruit they're hard to miss because they are located across across the island found in in a variety of areas the national fruit is aki and it is grown in in a tree as well the national bird is the doctor bird or the swallowtail hummingbird i also wanted to take a minute and share with you the uh, Jamaican motto which is found on the coat of arms the Jamaican motto is out of many one people and when you travel across the island whether it be on a resort whether it be hitting tourist attractions like Dunn's river falls or just um traveling through kingston meeting market you see different kinds of people different classes different shades different abilities and everyone is united under the umbrella of being jamaican that pride that um honor it's, it's just it's something that's recognized no matter where you go from tail to toe or top to bottom you see this uh camaraderie of being being jamaican and it, it, it surrounds the island and also in the diaspora. So when you travel to uh England or you travel um to say visit Africa or you visit the United States or Canada, wherever you're traveling, you can easily identify who a Jamaican is by their mannerisms or just how they treat you as well as the colors that they wear, especially if you travel around independence time. Let's talk about where Jamaica is located. The low it's located south of Cuba south of Florida and just west of Haiti. And it is one of the larger islands in the Caribbean. This brings us to the exciting or the meat of the episode. We are going to talk about storytelling in Jamaica. Storytelling is an amazing aspect of what Jamaicans offer because storytelling is through their acting, where it would be stage plays that are still um, put on uh Currently, on many stages, there is the written literature that um, has been brought about and the person who literally brought Patois to the world. So, Miss Lou. If you go to Tunic and you ask about Miss Lou, everybody can tell you a little bit of something. Now, Miss Louise Bennett Cloverly was an amazing performer. She was a, a actor, a writer, and so many other things. I Everybody loves her so much because during a time when everybody was trying to say, you know, speak proper English or a variation of, Miss Lou said, "Nah, we're Jamaican. We must speak the Patois. And she literally brought it out to the world and was like, no, don't say things that way. You must say them the way that we say them in a culture. So Miss Lou made a big... A, Big push and promotion for us to learn our language, love our language, and share it with the world, which we've done, our Jamaicans have done in a big way through music, through art, through um, presentation, through sports, through interviews. All the time, we don't change who we are to sort a situation. We are Jamaican through and through, hardcore, and you hear it as we speak, as we dress, as we present ourselves. So, Miss Lou, we thank you. More to talk about how storytelling may be a little bit different in Jamaica than it is throughout the rest of the Caribbean. As we will be next season, we will be traveling all across the Caribbean sharing the different storytelling styles. And this week, we are highlighting Jamaica. So when storytellers are sharing stories and it's not a performance in a a play, but it's actually storytelling in groups and culturally, There's a phrase that is used so um, Jamaica. It's the way that they end the story that makes it unique to Jamaica. So when a story is told, and it's usually an Anansi story, because the trickster's tales are the most popular, um, the story ends like this. They would say, "Jack Mandora mina choose none. and this statement right here allows the storyteller to absolve themselves of whatever mischief or underhanded deeds that Anansi performed during the story. And with that, let's get into the stories. The first story is called Anansi and Cowich. There was a time in Jamaica where this very rich man owned a parcel of land. And this land was full of Cowichs. And you know cow itch as soon as they touch it make a scratch and he tried to get people to clear this land so that he could build something for himself and every person he asked to come and clear the cow itch all of them said no so finally he put out a call and he said you know what anybody who can clear this land or the cow itch going might give them five golden cows. right perfect beautiful perfect cows. now when nancy heard the story Now, Nancy was a little afraid of the cow itch, but hey, five free cow, golden cow? (laughs) We don't know why they're golden, but Nancy's going to find out. So, Nancy proceeded to go to the man yard. When Nancy reached the man yard, Nancy said, Sir, I am here to clear your cow itch. Hmm. Well, this man was aware of how Nancy behaved and he wanted to make sure that Nancy wasn't going to pull any tricks. So, the man hired a guard to go up into the tree and watch what Anansi was doing because if Anansi itched one time, he wasn't going to get the cows. So they made an agreement and Anansi went out. He said he need two cutlasses, and the man gave him two cutlasses and said, all right, sir, I'll be back when it's done. So Anansi went to the field with two cutlasses, and he wanted to figure out how he was going to do this. Well, five fat, plump, healthy, golden cow panda line. Anansi was going to make it work. So now Anansi looked up and saw the guard was watching everything that he was doing. And he knew he couldn't itch one time. Anyways, Anansi jumped in. Everybody know that Anansi don't like to work. But when there is an incentive, Anansi will get it done. Anansi jumped into the field and he started cutting. And as he the co itch started to fly. And the first piece of co itch, lit Anansi, Pop right in him forehead, and Nancy couldn't itch the forehead. So, no, the forehead is itching, and Nancy still have to do more work. And Nancy knew that the guard was there and said, Hey, he got a working brain. And Nancy looked up at the guard and he said, So, so tell me, sir, they call them that the man I could give me. He did have a spot right here, sir. And Nancy touched him forehead and rub it. I saw it get itch. And the guard said, No, no, none of the cow them have a spot. In at them forehead. Alright, and Nancy continued with his work. And this so, uh, uh, really time uh, Pen- analog- para- flux- cross- the cow, started to fly, and the cow each licked Nancy, pan him shoulder. And Nancy said, Well, let me ask you another question. The then, would the man to give me? Then they'd have one spot, right? Yes, sir. And Nancy pat him shoulder and rub. The guy said, No, there's no spot. Then clean, then I no spot, pan them shoulder. And Nancy went on. And coach flying everywhere, and this time coach touching Nancy Panning bottom. Well, and Nancy said, so, Sir, I have one more question. I can ask question throughout the day, but this one, the code them with the man I to give me. Them have one spot, right? Yes, sir. And auntie tapping bottom and rub. <laughs> the guy said, No, sir, no. Then clean, no spot panning bottom. Huh? All right. And Nancy went back to work. And Nancy cut 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 cut. And every time the cow the itch lick, and Nancy asks question. Yes sir, this sir, where sir, this sir. And that is how nancy gets the itch. The cow itch. Where the cow itch lick and nancy gets the itch. But the guard never noticed. So no, when nancy finished clear the whole yard and nancy go back to the man yard, give back in cutlass and say, Sir, I cleared the whole field out of the cow itch. Give me my call. The old man looked at nancy and called the guard and called the watchman and said, Come, come, come. I want to talk to you. So the guard or the watchman come to the the, the owner and said, Yes, sir. Well, the old man said, he said he's finished. Did he really clear all of that courage? Yes, sir. Yes, he did. Did Anansi scratch? I mean, even one time. Did he scratch? No, sir. Him never scratched. Anansi plan work. So the old man had to agree. The watchman say Anansi never aged, so Anansi get five plump, fat, healthy golden cow. Jack Mandura mina choose none. (laughs) This next Anansi story is called Tiger's Breakfast. Once upon a time, Tiger and Nancy were the best of friends. And every day, Anansi would go to Tiger's yard for breakfast. Nancy would come every day and they would eat. They would eat and they would eat and they would eat. Well, Anansi figured by some point, Tiger is going to want some form of repayment. So Anansi spoke up first. He said, you know, Tiger, every day I come and eat breakfast at your yard. Why you don't come on my yard for breakfast? I tell you what. Tomorrow, you come to my yard for breakfast. But when you come, you have to make a lot of noise so me knows you your dadda and me will open the door and we will eat. Tiger said, all right, that's all good. Me will come tomorrow. Hmm. Well, Anansi did not like to share his food and definitely, "Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm." though he made the offer he had no intention of feeding Tiger. So the next morning, Anansi got up and Anansi made breakfast and put it on the table. And when Tiger came to the door, (laughs) Tiger knocked. Nothing happened. You see, Anansi was inside devouring the breakfast. Anansi eat and lick finger. The food did taste so good. So by the time Anansi reached the door and opened the door for Tiger, Tiger said, Anansi, you never tell me for come for breakfast? Yes, yes I did. Well, where the breakfast? Oh, Tiger, you know I didn't hear you at the door. And when I didn't hear you at the door, I just figured you weren't coming today, so I ate all of the breakfast. But I, but don't worry. Let, let's try it again tomorrow. Um maybe yeah, let's try it again tomorrow. Tomorrow is a good day. Let's try it again. And so the next day, Tiger came, but this time Tiger made a little more noise. You know, say so never wanna share with Tiger. So Anansi ate off all the breakfast. By the time Anansi reached the door and opened the door for Tiger, Tiger said, Anansi. Where's the breakfast? Boy, Tiger, you know, you you now make enough noise because I didn't hear you. And you know what they say? Close mouth. Don't get fed. Well, Tiger was getting a little bit annoyed but started to catch on that there may be a little something going on with Anansi. So, Tiger invited Anansi for breakfast the next day. Well, Anansi belly long, and he's always into getting food for free. So, Anansi agreed to come to Tiger's house for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Tiger went out and Tiger got some meat. And Tiger cooked the meat and presented it for, to Anansi the next day. Boy, Anansi came and Anansi sit down and Anansi <coughs> <coughs> and he eat and on all the finger. And then Anansi said, you know, Tiger, I every day I come to your house and get so much meat. How, you, how, how is it that you get so much meat today? Hey, Tiger said, well, you see me, me have my ways of getting meat. But to this time, me go a call. And when me go a call, me stick me hand straight up and pull out in trap. And that is how we have so much meat. Well, and Nancy listened to Tiger tell the tale and thought to himself, Wow, heh, me must can do that too. So, Tiger didn't say much after that. They finished their breakfast and off Anansi went. Well, Anansi was traveling on the road back to the yard and realized, say, Well, he wants some meat too. He wants meat like all the time, all the time, like Tiger, I got off beat. So, when he see Mr. Cole, Anansi think to himself, well, if Tiger can get trapped, me can get trapped too. So, Anansi went to Cole, and when Anansi get reached Cole, Anansi Nancy sticky hand up straight to try to pull out the tripe, but Cole clenching muscle them and grab onto Anansi's hand. Anansi said, Cole, Mr. Cole, let me go, let me go. And Cole said, where are you and the muscles clamped down, on and Nancy couldn't pull it back out, and Cole decided to take a run. Cole ran for him life and bounced on Nancy upon every single rock that he could find. And that is why, from that day to today's day, Anansi have a white spot on his belly. <laughs> Jack Mandora, me not choose none. Thank you for joining us for another episode of What Good as we celebrate all things Jamaica in this episode. Join us next week as we upload new episodes every Tuesday for your enjoyment. As we say, gather your friends, gather your family, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and as always, what Good.